Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby of Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't going to tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. All right, welcome to Save the Cowboys. Good to see everybody here. We're getting some more moisture here, which is awesome. Uh, we got some, what color is that? Green, green. We, we have some green showing, and so uh, anyway, it's good to see everybody here. Um, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers out there. Um, talk about your mom. My mom? Mm-hmm. Woo. Four foot eleven ranch mom. Uh, she, uh, she raised seven kids. I'm, I'm Let's the pray. I'm the best one. <laughs> I'm the best one, so you know that it was rough. Uh, no. Uh, uh, my mom taught school for 35 years, so she went and, and dealt with grade school kids all day and then came home and dealt with seven kids at home and somehow kept her sanity. I don't know uh, how. She was amazing. My mother was amazing. So uh, um, tough ranch lady, soft on the inside, but tough on the outside. And, and uh, you know, can't, can't say enough good things about her. Amen to that. Wonderful lady. What about you? Say, say happy Mother's Day to your mom. Happy Mother's Day, Andy. I mean, Mom. Yeah. No, no, she was a, she was a great mother. Mostly I remember. She all was the, or she, she still is? She still is. Okay. She's, she just doesn't beat me near as much anymore. That's why I was <laughs> saying that. That's the problem. You know, that I, is the problem. I tried now her, we know. Yeah, we need know. to get her down yeah, here. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Oh, there were some bad ones. I can tell you some stories now. Ooh. You ever been whooped in a circle? Oh, while I was laying down. While I was laying down, <laughs> I was laying down on my back, and so she started beating me on my belly. Oh, oh yeah. I was a bad I deserved that one, though. I remember what I did, and I haven't done it since. So, yeah. No, she's an amazing lady. She's she's really a best friend of mine. You know? Really? She's grown into a best friend. I can talk to about her. I can talk about anything with uh, with her about anything with her. I mean, yeah. she's just always supportive and always been loving to me, and she's not afraid to tell me when I'm being a moron either. So, <laughs> Is that often? Often, yes. <laughs> uh, pretty often, yes. But, I mean, how, how great is that? that you say that your mom oh, is yeah. one of your best friends. She is. That, she is. That's I don't, cool. I don't know what I'd do without her. So um, thank you, Mom, for, I would say, raising the, the best out of three children. But yeah, that's just the best looking. I'm pretty biased, yeah. So right. It's hard carrying the... The, the looks and the, and the comedy and, and, just, and, the brains, and the brains of the yeah, family. Yeah. It is. But somebody's it's a burden we all three and suffer all that with. Handiness, man. Somebody's just got to do it. I don't know. So. She didn't the get humility. The, yeah. She didn't yes. raise the humility. Yes, that's you know? a great point. Well, that's I was talking point. about my brother, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. No, thank you, Mom. There's, and, and happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. There's a lot of great people in here because of, because of some great mothers. So, what's the worst mistake that you think people in the cowboy way of life, the, not, maybe not the worst mistake, but the most common mistake that people make. E- even us. I mean, you know. And I didn't tell him I was going to ask him hmm. that. So The <laughs> worst mistake we make, uh, overestimating our abilities. <laughs> <laughs> hey, isn't that, but isn't that the definition of a cowboy is an overinflated sense but of self-confidence? That's, but that's the best thing going for us, too. It's, it's the best and the worst. We, th- we think we can do anything. Oh, yeah. 
We can't. Well, I think we can. <laughs> what Sometimes, about you? Sometimes it gets. I was, was going to feed off that and say we're just not smart enough to do anything. That else. might be it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's yeah, where we, we just get don't know rest. nothing else. That's it. That's yeah, sometimes we, we bite off a little more than we yeah. should. Yeah. 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 So. Luckily, we have big mouths. Yep, that's yeah. true. So today we're going to uh, title the message Soul Killers. And we're going to talk about three things that, uh, that all of us go through. And um, it's detrimental to our walk with Christ, our ability to love others. And it's a mistake that even though we know better, a lot of us make all the time. Open us up in prayer. Okay, I want to real quick, uh, we're going to try to get Cowboy Crew going this Thursday. We'll start at, at 5 o'clock, um, providing that the arena is dry enough to do that. If it's too muddy, then we won't do it this week. Uh, I don't want to tear up the arena or get someone hurt. Um, so if you're not on the text list, please see Sherilyn. She's back at the Eagle's Nest table um, and get on that list so that uh, I don't have to try to call you know, 40 people that day. Um, if you're not sure... If we're doing it, you can go ahead and give me a call or, or send me a text and I'll let you know. But, but we're going to try to get that going uh, on Thursday. And I just want to give a quick shout out to my wife, Kathy. Happy Mother's Day to her and the amazing job she's doing raising my son uh, despite me. Uh, she's, she's pretty awesome. To spite you or despite you? Despite me. Okay, just making sure. No. God, thank you so much for today and the moisture we've been getting. Uh, it's, a, it's a, you know... Ranching life is hard, and, and, uh, but you know, all this moisture is making it easier for us, and so we appreciate that. Thank you for this gathering this morning whose whole purpose is to, to listen to your word, Lord, and, and glorify you and honor you and, and hopefully go home and, and uh, apply the message that's heard today. Thank you for Kevin and, and all those who lead in the, in the church today. It's a, it's a tough job, and, and uh, their reward may not be down here, but it will be in heaven. Please be with anybody out there today that's alone, or and especially be with the moms today who, who, through their love and and hope and faith, are raising children that that uh, will go on and and become uh, believers in in your in your word and in your name. In Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 So, if you've got your Bibles, we'll be in Proverbs 16, James 1, and Hebrews 10. Um, Thank you to Ty for filling in last week. Uh, for those of you that didn't know, uh, Brett and I went to Warrensburg, Missouri to a two-day branding out there and just greatest bunch of people you've ever met. We had a great time, uh, two days of branding and nobody died and so it was good. It was really good, but on the first day, um, I will admit, I haven't been practicing that much. And so, anyway, you know, you go out there and you throw a few loops at the dummy, and ah, I got this, right? But anytime you go somewhere new, it, it, it can be intimidating or it can be uh, scary in a way. But so we get there and we work the cows first, uh, or we gathered, we work the cows, and then they put all of them, you know, all the calves up in this corner, and it's not even a pen, it's more like a water lot. I mean, it, there's tons of space. And so, uh, the very first thing that happens is uh, they go in there, the, the owner and 
a few of his guys, and he just said, you know, I want to show y'all how I want it done. They roped three or four, and then he walks up to me and Brett, and he says, y'all get on your horses. It's like, oh, man, at least we get to cherry pick the, the easy ones, right? And so, anyway, I got on my horse, and something weird happened. I think for one of the first times, I, I, I wasn't really nervous. And, and that doesn't happen a lot, you know, whether, for whatever reason, I wasn't nervous, and I went out there, and I, you know, I drug a few to the, to the fire, and then um, I got up there, and it was probably my third or fourth calf, and I've got, I'm riding my wade saddle, which is a slick horn, and I've got a 50-foot cotton rope. And I get up there and I'm swinging and I mean, all the calves are bunching up with their head down and this is a head and heels. So you rope it by the head, you drag it out, somebody heals it and stretch it out and go with it. Well, everything is just pushing in and pushing in and pushing in. And so I'm sitting there swinging and I'm just, you know, trying to get them moving because if you just sit there, I mean, they're, they're going to sit there. So I start moving them and I start looking on the outside. I start looking on the outside and this one, he kind of keeps looking out. So, I mean, he's turning his head, and I'm like, I bet I can get that one right there. And sure enough, it was a, it was a good shot. I mean, it was a long shot. And I didn't really think I would catch him, but it was the only shot that I had. And about the time I threw, he turned and looked right out into the middle of that water lot. Well, I threw a long ways, caught him, and as soon as that rope hit, Fire flew out of his butt like this far, and he took off like a jet engine. Well, being the cowboy that I am, I go to the horn, right? Well, as I'm going to the horn, I mean, this, this rope is smoking out of my hand. And about the time I get to the saddle horn, a big old knot, like all my coils were messed up. And like, it hit my hand, and I was like, nope! I just threw everything. They had to go get my, I mean, it was still on the calf, you know. I went out there and, you know, got it. But I didn't, you know, I don't want to say I didn't care because I don't like that to happen. But I never thought that anybody was going to judge me. You know, I, I didn't compare myself to anyone else. I mean, there was people there that were better ropers than me, and I didn't care. I mean, I just did the best job that I could and you know what, For the, I think this is the that was the first branding I ever went to that I did not get mad one single time. Because a lot of times roping is a very relaxing way to get super disappointed in yourself, right? But this time I, just, I didn't. I don't, I don't know if it was the company, I don't know if it was maturity, I, I don't know what the deal was. But like, I just didn't compare myself, and I didn't get mad. And I knew that even if I missed, all you have to do, my rope has more bullets in it. All I got to do is just wind it up, reload it, and go again. Today, we're going to talk about those three things. And how they have the ability to just kill your soul. And, and I don't really mean that as like going to hell or anything like that. I'm just saying that these three things, or there's three things that we're going to talk about that just, man, we don't even realize how much they eat away at our soul. 
I didn't compare myself with anybody else. And you know what that is when you start comparing yourself with other people? It's called pride. Pride is a soul killer. And in Proverbs 16.5, the good book says, The Lord detests the proud. They will surely be punished. I mean, if we're going to talk about soul killers, I, mean, I don't know how much more black and white that can be when the Bible says, The Lord detests the proud. They will surely be punished. So what's the difference, though? Seriously. What is the difference between being proud and pride? Because there's nothing wrong, I mean, quite honestly, at that branding, not because I did phenomenally or anything like that, but I was proud of myself, that I didn't compare myself to others, that I didn't get mad, and that, you know, I could keep going regardless of the outcome. The difference in proud and pride is a comparison with others. I mean, because there's nothing wrong with being proud of yourself, okay? There, there's nothing wrong with being proud of how far you've come or how much you've grown. There's everything wrong with comparing yourself to others and thinking you're better than someone else. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. You know, I mean, because, you know, pride in the biblical sense that's bad is comparing yourself to somebody else, of thinking that, that you're better in some way or whatever. But you know what? Here's the thing that not a lot of people think about with pride is pride is also at the root of not thinking that you're good enough. And I think that that's, that's one thing that a lot of us will say, well, I'm not prideful. I don't think I'm better than anybody else. But how many times have you thought somebody might be better than you? That is still pride. Because it doesn't matter if you want to call it high self-esteem, that's pride, okay, in comparison to others. But low self-esteem is still self. It's still self. How many times... Do you compare yourself negatively to others? Well, I wish I could do this. Well, I, you know, they're better at this than me, and blah, blah, blah. It's still pride. And a lot of times I don't think we think about it in that sense. We pat ourselves on the back saying, oh, I don't think I'm you know, better than anybody else. But at the same time, anytime you think that somebody else might be better than you, that is still pride. And Proverbs 16.5 says, the Lord detests the proud. They will surely be punished. And, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't think that, you know, if you believe in Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, God is not going to punish you for that. I think the punishment comes from how it eats away at our soul, of, of how it is so detrimental to our walk with God. Pride, pride is a soul killer because it takes your eyes off of God and on to man. You can't compare yourself, you can't walk with God while you're comparing yourself to somebody else. The Lord detests the proud. They will surely be punished. The second one. The second soul killer that we'll talk about, and I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, there's probably quite a few, 
is anger. Is anger. And in James 1.20, it says, For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So why is it such a soul killer, anger? Well, you know what? I, I think that when we get mad at a situation, okay, even if it's somebody that caused the situation, when we get mad and we get angry at a situation, anger exacerbates. That, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, for a Texan, that was good. Anger exacerbates the problem. It never fixes anything. Whatever you're mad about, when you get mad, it just makes the problem worse. That's why it's so detrimental to our walk with God. And you know what? Why do we get mad? Have you ever thought about that? Why do we get mad? We know that it hurts us. We know it's a soul killer. I mean, I've known people that are literally just eaten up inside because of anger. But why do we get mad? Well, you know what I think? I think anger is man's attempt at playing God. We get mad because something did, like somebody did something, there's a situation that we don't like, whatever. We want control. We want control. And I think a mark of maturity is not in how much of your life you can control, but how much you realize you can't and still remain joyful instead of getting angry. And here's the other thing. Anger never brings us closer to God. Anger will never bring you closer to God. Somebody said one time, well, you know, even Jesus got mad and he made a whip out of, you know, he braided a whip and he overturned the table so if Jesus can get mad, I can get mad. Well, Jesus was fulfilling prophecy. I really doubt when you get mad at traffic, you were fulfilling prophecy. Okay? And the other thing is, you're not Jesus. Right? I mean, listen, we, I don't think that we can ever get away from anger, but the Bible does say, yeah, you're going to get mad. But don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Anger is a soul killer because it ropes you by the neck and doesn't drag you towards God. It drags you away from me. And finally, the third one, and I think the first two were very obvious, of, of soul killers, of how detrimental pride is, and it doesn't matter if you think that you're better than somebody else, and it doesn't really matter if you, if you think somebody else is better than you. Those, both of those things are pride. And we understand just how much anger can eat us up inside and kill our soul. But this third one, man, it hit me in the heart. It hit me in the heart, stomped on my toes, yard darted me, and stomped me when God revealed it to me. Hebrews 10.38. Hebrews 10.38 says, 
but my righteous one shall live by faith, and if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. What are we talking about? You know what a soul killer is? Is having a fair weather faith. A fair weather faith. Because I'll be honest with you, you know, I think I have really kind of become a fair weather cowboy. <laughs> uh, I, I really, you know, if it's cold outside, I, I don't want, if it's raining, I, I, I'm very bad. Now I'll do it, but that doesn't mean I like it. But it's one thing being a fair-weather cowboy, but it's another thing being a fair-weather Christian with a fair-weather faith. Isn't it easy to have faith in God when we are healthy and prosperous? Man, when things are going good and somebody says, hey, man, how are things going? You be, <laughs> what, what, what's the good Christian answer? Boy, I'm blessed. I am so blessed. Man, it's easy. It's easy to have faith in God when you're healthy and prosperous. But what happens the other times? What happens when we lose a loved one? You know, what happens, like what happened this week, when a cousin of mine's 13-year-old, I think, something like that. Son woke up one day and one of his eyes was crossed. They took him to the doctor. Brain tumor. Is it, you know, it's easy to have faith when things are good. But when things are bad, does your faith go up or down? What happens when we lose a loved one? Or a young kid has cancer. Or what about when we lose our job? What happens when we become sick and old or poor? Does your faith increase or does it decrease? Because here's the question. Was it really faith we had in the good times or just a cheerfulness based upon our circumstances? Think about that. Was it really faith that we had in the good times, or just a cheerfulness based upon our circumstance? See, fair weather faith is a soul killer. Because when we're tested by life, the fair, somebody with fair weather faith will fail. Every time. The great Charles Spurgeon said this. Fairweather faith is a poor imitation of the real grace. I entreat you to be stalwart. For if you cannot do so, your strength is small and your faith is questionable. Was it really faith we had in the good times or just a cheerfulness based upon our circumstance? When we do go through the hard times, it should increase our faith. And if it doesn't, I think we need to take a good, long, hard look and ask ourselves, do we have faith in God because of who He is 
but because what he has given us. One is true faith. The other is a fair weather face or faith. Quit comparing yourself to others. Yeah, there's, gonna, there's always somebody that can rope better than you. There's always somebody that can ride better than you. There's always going to be somebody with more buckles. There's always going to be somebody that appears to be up here. Don't compare yourself to others on either end of that spectrum. Never compare yourself to others, but be glad in how far you've come. If you haven't come far, do something about it. Do something about it. And quit getting mad at things when they don't go your way. You're not God. You're not God, and you, ne you cannot control anything except your reaction. And despite what you think, you will not blow up if you don't say something. Okay? You will not explode. All right? And develop a faith that can withstand any storm. But the good news is, is all it takes is faith the size of a mustard seed. Let's go to God in prayer. God, help us to stay away from things that eat at our souls. Show us the way to your son that died on the cross that we should live the abundant life that was promised. And that abundant life will never be found in prideful comparison, anger, or even a fair-weather faith. Let us learn to worship you in the sun and the storm. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.